All right, I hit record. If I was a flower growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. <laughs> That's a very good way to start off the podcast. Hello and welcome to Under the Hard Hat. This is a safety podcast for the construction industry. My name is Brian Mesmer, at Mesmer Safety and all the social medias. And today is Monday, June 14th. And joining me today is my good friend and colleague, Renee Ferris, Risk and Safety Manager with Davis Ulmer Sprinkler Company, which I affectionately call Dosco. What's up, Renee? Ryan, how are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thank you for choosing that lovely song. It continues to play up, but I turned down my volume. So today we are discussing asbestos safety. And as you and I were talking about before the uh, I hit record, I don't know a whole lot about asbestos or asbestos-containing materials. I just know a few things, like um, the permissible exposure limit is two microfibers, per cubic meter, it causes asbestosis and uh, mesothelioma, and I think mesothelioma is a cancer, and it takes decades to develop over time, and that any building built before 1980 could have asbestos-containing materials, Uh, but I'm not a subject matter expert. So, Renee, what do we need to know about asbestos safety? A major basics covered there. Uh, so when it comes to asbestos, uh, you know, our companies, at least in the life safety, are typically not dealing with it a whole lot. And what we found out through the unfortunate issuance of a OSHA citation is that they define us as a class four asbestos worker, uh, which if you read it, seems like it only applies to janitorial work um, and they loosely interpreted it to be defined as anyone who has the potential to be exposed to asbestos. So pretty much any construction worker on any construction site, you know, that's a renovation is, has the potential to be exposed uh, to asbestos. So we had to go through and uh, one of, asbestos is one of the few topics that OSHA defines a training time limit. They have to go through at least a two hour training on asbestos-related awareness um, every three years. So we went through and we developed it, and uh, it, it was hugely beneficial to our business. Um, you know, and the awareness portions needs to cover uh, some of the things you've already mentioned. It needs to cover the types of health hazards that asbestos can cause. It needs to cover the permissible exposure limit over an eight-hour time-weighted average, which you've already covered. Uh, it needs to... Um, mention the proper techniques to protect yourself from asbestos, which is as simple as wearing an N95 mask, as long as you're fit tested and ready to go. So, uh, you know, we developed a program. We taught all of our employees. Um, we teach it every three years at all of our branches. Um, and it generates a lot of feedback, especially for workers in the construction industry, because as you're teaching this, they're looking back and thinking of all these times they may have drilled through that drywall. Uh, they may have you know, drilled through, it was in paint, it was in glue. So our guys, our sprinkler fitters who are drilling through ceiling tiles, did, did those ceiling tiles have uh, asbestos? Did the glue holding them on have asbestos? Um, and it generates a lot of really good talking points and we get a lot of good feedback. And, uh, 
you know, we've had, it's been really beneficial. We've had quite a few stop work instances, probably at least one a year um, where somebody is saying, hey, does this contain asbestos? And uh, one of the things I think everybody should know is when you're going onto a, a construction site, it is the GC or owner's responsibility if the building is an older building to have already done uh, an asbestos screening for the entire project. They should have already gone through before wherever boots on the ground and tested all of the building materials for asbestos. And it should be a simple question of, hey, can I see the asbestos survey for this building? And it's, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not causing a hassle for anyone. It should already be a big binder on the project or typically these days it's a PDF file that they can immediately send over for you and you can flip through it and look for, um, you know, whatever materials that you're working with and check to see if it contains, you know, any amount of asbestos. And if it, if it's in there and doesn't, then, you know, proceed as usual. And if it does, you know, you bring in an abatement company or you can reroute your work away from the hazard. You can drill through a different portion of the work if that's an option. Um, and, you know, we can use those engineering and admin controls to eliminate the hazard and the exposure to our employees. So uh, we've had individuals at our company do that a couple times. And uh, once it, they did identify asbestos in an untested portion of the building, and uh, it was as simple as getting surfer out there to abate it. They brought in a company that drilled the hole for us. And, uh, you know, it delayed the job by maybe eight hours and everybody was uh, safe and moved forward. And it was a, a big win for us. Um, and, you know, another thing with asbestos and, you know, people start to freak out when you're telling them the health hazards and all these horrible things. And, um, you know, the, the can't happen to me attitude and realistically, uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast, if, if you've ever been to a big city, you have asbestos fibers in your lungs, right? They're indestructible. They float around in the air forever. Uh, every time a, a truck drives by and it serves them, you breathe them in. And, you know, it's a, asbestos awareness, uh, making you aware of the hazard so that you can limit your exposure, you can control the exposure um, and really mitigate it. We all know that, you know, the sun can cause skin cancer. It doesn't mean we don't go outside and enjoy the summer. We understand that if we're going to be outside for eight or 10 hours, we're going to put on some sunscreen. And it's the same thing if you're working in an asbestos uh, hazardous environment. If you know you're going to be exposed to it, you know, you plan for it and you either engineer it out or you put on your N95 respirator and yeah, you're good to go. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's the big thing. And, and you know, when you mentioned the permissible exposure limit, uh, you know, OSHA defines it as those two microfibers, uh, you know, per cubic meter over the eight hour time weighted average. And when you do the math, it boils down to it, with how much the average human breathes in a work ship, which I believe is like 10 cubic meters of air throughout the shift. Uh, it almost boils down to about a million fibers that you can, that OSHA says that is okay. That is the permissible limit that you can breathe in, which is pretty insane when you think about it. And so we always coach our guys to, you know, reach out to us if, if they think that, and we can get them an N95. We can fit test them, get them an N95, get them a half mass respirator. And, uh, you know, 10 fibers sounds a hell of a lot better than uh, 1 million fibers. So, well, you, you also opened up a can of worms there because that that's respiratory protection and you and I as bearded men cannot <laughs> wear a, a respirator with these beards. So, you know, that is probably the single largest focal point sticking point of wearing a respirator. Uh, we've had to do quite a bit of shuffling of workers for people who just absolutely refuse to shave the beard. But, but it gives us an excellent opportunity to shave into a mustache. 
you know, yeah, that, you know, looking on the price side, right? Yeah, there's many options with the mustache. I can't grow quite uh, savage of a mustache as you can, but, you know, hey, it's definitely an option for me. Getting to the point where I can almost curl the edges. I can see that. All right. Well, thank you, Renee. Um, do you have any socials if you want to plug that if, if people want to reach out and ask questions? Otherwise, if they reach out to me and ask questions, you know, at Mesmer Safety or via email, whatever you guys want to contact me with, I'm going to refer them on to you because you are by far more educated on this. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely do that. I'm not really on the social medias. Well, that's okay. We don't blame you. So great. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to your company safety representatives. You can message me directly. I will refer you on to Renee for asbestos related questions, but that is, uh, I can give that out. I won't do that on the podcast, Renee. So uh, yeah. don't forget to like, share, review, and subscribe to the, get the latest and greatest information. And as always, thank you for listening and be safe. I was a tree growing tall and green. All I wanted to do to shave me and be my lead.